Welcome to the Holistic Psychiatry Podcast. I'm Courtney Snyder, a physician and holistic adult and child psychiatrist. Part of my work focuses on evaluating and treating those struggling with psychiatric conditions. I do this by addressing what I would consider root causes, so things like nutrient imbalances, toxicity, inflammation, trauma, chronic stress, and more. The other part of my work, however, is providing education and consultation for those seeking answers and resources. In this and upcoming episodes, I'll be including conversations. Today's conversation is with Dirk Neeland. Dirk responded to my invitation to anyone touched by brain-related symptoms who wanted to share their story. Because he has written a book titled Chronic Healing, with his permission, I'm sharing his name. The conversation that we're having in this episode is intended for educational and informational purposes only and not a substitute for medical advice. I do believe we all have epic tales within us that are longing to be lived out. We are all in different places in our story, though all those places and stages are valuable. Some of us currently are in what has been referred to as the dark night of the soul, where the light has yet to emerge. Some of us find ourselves on the other side of that darkness, and with more compassion, understanding, and a strong desire to help others through what we're still learning along the way. Dirk's story is one of empowerment, resilience, and possibility, a story that anyone with a chronic health condition, whether that's an autoimmune condition, a psychiatric condition, cardiovascular, or even cancer, can benefit from. Aside from inspiration, Dirk will be sharing valuable tools and insights. We'll just jump in, okay? Yeah, sure. I think it would be helpful to put your story in context with life before the onset of your symptoms. Yeah, well, life was uh, really good for me. Uh, I had a job I really, really enjoyed. I was a writer for television fiction, children books, pretty successful here in Belgium and Holland uh, for the Dutch-speaking part of the world. Uh, Two children, great children, uh, nice marriage, just having fun and working really, really, really hard. That's, I must say, I work like six or seven days a week, but enjoying it. Uh, Life was really good before symptoms. How old were you then when you started? I was, I think I was beginning of my 50s uh, when the first symptoms arrived without knowing what it was. So I think it must be around 2012 uh, that I had my first symptoms while walking. My left leg began, um, was a little bit sloppy and began hanging a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it became more difficult to lift my leg uh, during jogging. Uh, and so, so yeah. And, and then the doctor just said it was, um, it was a hernia um, or, or, or a blocked nerve, a nerve where the entrance was too, too small, something like that. So it was misdiagnosed, and um, and I just kept on kept on going it. While over the years, the the 
the years following that, the, the symptoms became worse and worse. The walking became worse and worse. Couldn't keep my balance, uh, or I could, I didn't fall, but I had to to stop and 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 reposture my balance, um, uh, refine my balance, um, and and the leg was dragging more and more and more, uh, and and the fatigue was was uh, getting yeah pretty unbearable. I must admit, when I look back at at the final stages, the final months before the diagnosis and the months after the diagnosis, I was exhausted. I had a burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and, and that was also related, related to the hardworking and to the, the chronic stress and to the, to the MS. MS, or multiple sclerosis, is an autoimmune condition in which the immune system is attacking the protective covering of nerve cells. And this disrupts the communication between the brain and the body. Uh, so it took another five years. The, the, the definite diagnosis of MS, primary progressive MS, was in 2018. Uh, so that, that, that took quite a lot of years. Can you explain what that means when the diagnosis yeah. of primary progressive yeah. is given? Well, only 10 or 15% of the people diagnosed with MS are diagnosed with primary progressive MS. Uh, so it's, it's the most rare form of, of MS. And um, in it, the, the contrast with other forms of MS, you have, you have like the relapsing remitting MS, mm-hmm. uh, secondary progressive MS. Uh, and, and the difference with the other types is that symptoms keep on getting worse and worse. And they can't tell me, they can't tell people with my primary progressive how slowly they will progress or how fast. That's mm-hmm. a certain factor, sure. nobody knows. But the only certainty is that it will get worse. That's the only way to go downwards. Can you talk about when you were given that diagnosis and sort of then how you made sense of that or? Thought about your life and your future. It was a shock. It was absolutely a shock, and um, and I think I've been into denial for more than a year. That I uh, I, I didn't, you know, I I think it it took me more than a year before I accepted um, the, the the facts, the the, the reality. Um, yeah, I don't want to take it in the reality of having a disease mm-hmm. that would that will would probably uh make me live in a wheelchair because that was the message of the neurologist that was my first uh after the diagnosis uh the first story she told me was uh the chance that you're gonna end up in a wheelchair is is really 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 very very large it can take another 10 years before it's the case, but but one day it will uh, it will happen. So I felt um, yeah like a victim actually. I felt victimized. Uh, it, it 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 kind of took away all the power um, out of my hands, uh, and I I I I didn't know what to do with it. I I got depressed actually. Um, 
uh, afterwards for 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 quite a while. Was there anything hopeful that was offered, or well, just or just that that it could be yeah. ten years? Yeah, and not, yeah. that was yeah. sort of where the hope was. There was sort of there was one medicine that 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 could lower my um, immunity activity. Uh, immunosuppressant medicine that could slow down the progression with uh, approximately 30%. That was the only thing they could do for me. So I didn't know how to integrate this disease. The, the view of, of my future, what was waiting for me ahead, I, I couldn't integrate it into the life I had back then. So that it made me totally powerless. Um, I, I saw no options. Um, actually, life lost sense for me, uh, mm -hmm. in a way. And and I, I remember my, my wife was was really shocked. But there were moments that I really said, "If if this is it, then then I hope I I am not going to live too long anymore." Because uh, so I didn't I wouldn't commit suicide, but I had thoughts that were very dark and 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 very uh, and feelings that were very yeah depressed yeah. Tell me about the turning point. What shifted your thinking? I I, I discovered um, through uh, YouTube, I think yeah, the book the story of Dr. Terry Walsh, which is an American doctor uh, mm. who was with MS, who was in a wheelchair, right. who wrote a book, The Walsh Protocol, uh, in which she promotes uh, the lifestyle changes she made and that, that saved her from the wheelchair. So she still has MS. MS is incurable, but her symptoms disappeared and she can, she could live, she can live still a normal life if she keeps... Uh, if she keeps loyal to her lifestyle, and that's that's the first time that I saw uh, some opening, some possibility that there might be a way um, for me to have a good life, uh, even with the disease. If I uh, if I took control myself, and and it, it took really, it's 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 a slow process. It's not from the moment that I. I read this book that it was all solved and my mm. depression was it, it it took me really still half a year. But but from Terry Walls, I, I discovered other names and other possibilities, and I, I kept on searching and I still am. And um and and it's 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 just the the the, the feeling of 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 having control myself for 90%. Uh, it's what what makes me which, which which gave me my power back and my my old energy. And in that six months, did you do you feel like there was a time when you were afraid to have that kind of hope? Because on the surface, it sounds like like oh, why wouldn't you immediately consider what she's doing and want to go that route? But I'm just wondering if, well, one, it might not have felt completely believable, but the other might have been fear of being disappointed and having that kind of hope after yeah. what you've been through. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that, that's certainly part of it. And, and also part of it was the exhaustion. Uh, I was just exhausted. I was I had burnouts. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and that's not solved by reading a book. That's not solved in a month. 
by changing my diet, my gut uh, has refound a balance and that took almost a year. And that's, I think that changed, changed a lot of emotionally, physically, uh, for, for, the, for the better, for the good. So, um, so, so it's, it's all package. It's just not one, one book or one idea that, that solves it all. It's, it's, it's a combination of all kinds of things and time in combination with time. So with diet, I, I lived. I lived mostly on uh, carbs, uh, a lot of pasta, a lot of breads, uh, cheese. Uh, I hardly ate vegetables, very rarely. Uh, a lot of a lot of sugary stuff, a lot of a lot of processed foods. Um, so food wasn't wasn't important to me. I just grabbed something quickly. Uh, eating was very functional and very unimportant. I, I, I also drank a lot of wine to decompress, to de-stress. Uh, I drank too much alcohol, that's for sure. So I stopped. I stopped with. Um, I think the most important shifts were by stopping with gluten, uh, quitting with dairy, uh, and and minimalizing sugar. Uh, I still eat some dark chocolates. Uh, but but not like I used to uh, snack uh, sugary sweets all through all the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that those for me are the three most important uh, changes: dairy, gluten, and sugar. Okay, uh, okay, yeah. huge, and yeah. that could impact the body in in many and ways. Honestly, which we honestly, yeah, I, when I by accident eat some gluten, the next day I immediately feel it with 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 an overload of symptoms that come back just like that. Uh, so so gluten, certain gluten is certain for me. And I've read in more uh, sources that gluten for people with autoimmune diseases should be avoided. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, for everyone. Uh, so, and, 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 and that, that was very clear. Yeah. yeah. So even that choice to, to have gluten you sort of know what that's going to look like. That makes yeah. it easier to resist. I found the diet now, which I enjoy. So I, I don't mind anymore. I'm not jealous anymore about mm-hmm. people having a good piece of nice bread uh, or cheese. So that doesn't matter anymore. So what was the next the next tool for you that you found especially helpful? Yeah, yoga. Yeah, movement, yoga, true yoga. Yeah, because because uh, the, the 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 yoga teacher, uh, I, I follow the Iyengar tradition of yoga, which is a very precise way with a lot of props they use. So all the 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 the, the asanas, the movements in yoga uh, that have to do with balance, mm-hmm. uh, they have to be adapted for me. Uh, I have to. I need a wall to hold myself or a rope or a chair or something. And and this yoga teacher really understood the needs for my body. Uh, so she made it possible for me to, um, to, to, to really do intensive yoga. 
and and I really enjoyed it. The 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 because it's 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 it took me inwards into my body. It's not competitive. It's 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 a sort of meditation while moving. So I I really really and still it's it's yeah my my the thing I, I enjoy most actually. A lot of people that have chronic health conditions, not only were they not in touch with their body, but then they became in opposition with their body when it wasn't functioning in the way that they wanted mm -hmm. it to. And so I'm just imagining in yoga, for you, it's also been, as you described, finding a way that sort of honors where your body's at exactly where it's at and not... And I just think that's that's important, even with our aging. That's important because people can often become more and more at odds with their body when it's an opportunity to be finally learning to honor our body exactly where it is in the present. Yeah, and gentle, be gentle with yourself, with your body, with with what you can and what you can't. Yeah, that's that's mm -hmm. was, that was an important lesson too, which which yoga taught me actually. What was the next step after yoga? And and not that these things are falling off. These are no, things that yeah. you're layering into your life. Yes. Um, I think meditation and spirituality, uh, which was which was a non-existent topic in my life before. Um, I was an atheist with the belief that there is no life after death, that there is nothing, no higher powers. Um, so I was very anti-woo everything, um, and I, I, I find some, yeah, a lot of meaning now in in in, in spiritual topics in um, in a, when they're when they are grounded. Just like well, Gabor Mate is a good example. He's a very spiritual man. He he he. But he's also scientific, which, which I find a really good combination. Dr. Gabor Mate is a Hungarian-Canadian physician and author who has a background in family practice. His speaking and writing focus on the potential lifelong impacts of trauma in early childhood development on both physical and mental health including autoimmune disease, cancer, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, addictions, and a range of other health conditions. Um, I think meditation and, and spirituality were really the most uh, important discoveries that I'm still making. I'm still in the process mm -hmm. of, of discovering that whole area. Yeah. Speak more about how his work has been impactful in your healing, but also how yeah, you've integrated what you've learned from him into your own story. Yeah, I think it's um, his tool of compassionate inquiry uh, is something that, that I, I learned from him, also through my therapist, my psychotherapist, because uh, I also started psychotherapy um, pretty quickly after the diagnosis. Okay. Um, um, so, so it helped me to, uh, he helped me, Gabor Mate and his teaching to, to, yeah, to 
well to see the trauma and how my early trauma really uh, defined me for a long time and how to to break that chain from all trauma. And, and I don't think I'm completely free from it. And that's not necessary neither. Uh, but I'm I I'm more aware of it now, which I wasn't at all. There is some awareness around all trauma uh, uh, and 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 instead of pushing it away and not wanting to have anything to do with it. Embracing is perhaps too powerful to say as a word, but but it it has something. Well, it's in that direction. It's um, yeah, and em, em, yeah, embracing the trauma because it's it's part of who I am. Right, and I think that allows us to recognize that we're not currently in the traumatic yeah. situation. Yeah, exactly. It's past. It's it's past. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's not absolutely. Yeah, that's that's. Exactly what he teaches. The past is the past, and instead of reacting from that old trauma that's in the past, just recognizing it, and then uh, realizing it's over. It's you. Mm-hmm. It's not necessary to react anymore from that past trauma. Right, and with that, knowing it, it's part of our physiology to a point, and which is exactly why things yeah. like yoga <laughs> and Things like spirituality can can help counter mm-hmm. some of that and accessing the vagus nerve, with which I would say both of those yeah. do. Can you talk about for you what trauma means? Because I think people have a different understanding and how early we can experience trauma, but for you. When you use the word trauma, what does that mean? Uh, for me, what does trauma means? Well, uh, it's. I think the the. That's a good question. Difficult question. What does it mean for me? I think the trauma that was, um, of course, I, from seven years on, when I was aware of of my mother and my father and how I was raised. It's it's clear where the trouble was mm-hmm. with my mother, where the difficulties were, but the uh, the years that I wasn't aware of it, that I, I have no conscious memory of, from from the womb when my mother was pregnant of me until five six years, um, a lot of stuff happens uh, that causes, yeah, that 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 made me as a as a young child. Um, to to uh, that created fears in myself and reactions how to how to cope coping mechanisms with with those fears and those those experiences that uh, yeah that were traumatic without I, I had I didn't I didn't come from an abusive family uh, I came from a very intellectual very cerebral cerebral family mm-hmm. where everything was uh, rational. And emotions didn't exist. I was never hurt. Um, so, um, but but my parents were very very caring. Uh, but still, I, there were from early childhood stuff that I really missed that I didn't receive from from my caretakers. Um, 
and that formed me. Uh, yeah, and 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 that's that's the trauma that I revisited during psychotherapy, uh, and 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 that helped me to gain insights in how I react and respond and respond and 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 how I why I am who I am. Right, and I think you felt through therapy safe enough to sort of acknowledge that because I think people are afraid that if they acknowledge those parts about their family system that then they're not being loyal or they're suggesting that there weren't things positive in there everything becomes black and white and then yeah. there's a missed opportunity especially when there's not as as you mentioned not overt abuse then mm-hmm. people it's i think harder for them to put their finger on what needs weren't being met. And that doesn't mean, you know, your parents had their own childhood and their own experience. So I, I think it, people are sort of afraid to go there and it, it gets in the way of their healing, but it sounds like for you, both psychotherapy and then um, Dr. Mate's work Mm -hmm. allowed you to do that. Yeah, 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 and, it, and it's a process. It's still going on. It's not like it's a finished process, and I'm, I'm. It's all solved, and it's all finished now. Uh, it keeps on going. It, it's, it's a, it's a journey, um, and and the cliches enjoy the journey, uh, but but it's the, it's true actually because it is. It's quite exciting to discover all the areas that all in me that I wasn't aware of that I never cared about. So, um, so it's also a lot of fun, actually. It's, 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 it's part of the fun discovering new things, you know, right. new paths, pathways to, to healing. I think for me, which was also really very essential in my whole process of healing was a stress reduction. Uh, which is related to the vagus nerve also, of course. Uh, I lived under chronic stress for like 30, 40 years, probably all my life. Um, And the stress management, working less, um, working on a different level, on a different way, um, is really essential, I think, for keeping health or healing. Uh, and is also also not not a topic uh, which a doctor he doesn't talk about it or she doesn't talk about it at all, which is weird because it's I think so many diseases are are caused by chronic stress. I think a lot of people think of it as something else to do, like oh I need to add yoga in I need to meditate where am I going to find time in my day, and not appreciating what you just described is that a lot of stress reduction is clearing things out of your life that, Mm. that are just too much kind of like clutter around us. (laughs) Exactly. It's a mental, mental, total mental. You have to really mental, make a mental shift. What, what have we not talked about? That's, that's especially important or meaningful Someone who's also important uh, is Kelly Turner, Dr. Kelly Turner. She's an American psychologist who uh, wrote uh, two books 
Radical Remission. And her second book is an update from Radical Remission, Radical Hope. And she researched uh, cancer patients who mm. uh, went into remission. And she discovered 10 factors, 10 uh, factors that all those people uh, that went into remission had in common. These included exercise, spiritual connection, empowering yourself, increased positive emotions, following your intuition, so listening to yourself, releasing suppressed emotions, changing your diet, herbs and supplements, having a strong reason for living, and increasing social support. And, and I think that's, that's also uh, very important for all people with chronic disease, not only with cancer. I think it works for all of them. Right. And yeah, you, you can do more than those 10, of course, but those 10 factors that she discovered or, or, or she recognized in those people are the 10 that everyone of the people in remission did. So a lot of people did like 20 or 30 changes in their life, but those 10 was really some things that all the people without any exception uh, changed in their life. I want to mention your book. Yes. And the title is Chronic Healing, which is exactly what you're talking about. Just the title alone speaks volumes because yeah. for anyone who's had a chronic health condition, that's not you fix it and then you get to the other side. It's really a, a chronic healing, which can yeah. be both maintaining health, but in some case, cases, you know, we find that there's more and more health to be gained that we never even knew before the health condition. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What mm -hmm. is different from your prior health? Well, uh, what is different is 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 that I'm I'm uh, an important thing is 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 that I'm much more in contact with my body. I'm much more aware of my body. I lift. I lived in my head for like the most part of my life. I was a writer. I was sitting all day, uh, you know, almost always intellectually uh, busy, but my body I completely ignored. I couldn't care less. I, 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 I didn't move. Um, I, I hardly did any sports. Um, so, so what I Changed. I don't know if I'm I'm giving an answer to your question, but basically what has changed is the meaning making in my life. I make I have found different meanings now in my life. Uh, before it was all about uh, success and making money and 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 being successful in the world outside and 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 it was fun. I I, I still uh, envy sometimes the old me. But I also found find the new me, who is uh, yeah, who has um, who's not so much involved anymore in in worldly success and 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 stuff like that. Uh, and I, I find different meanings now, and 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 that's also very very valuable. And I'm also grateful for that opportunity. So in a way, uh, in a way. I find things to be grateful now for the disease, which right. I hear myself saying that I, 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 it feels a little bit strange, but it's it's true actually. 
um, there are, yeah, yeah. I'm always hoping that people can appreciate and hold on to that the meaning and the choice to just sort of look at our our suffering and trust mm-hmm. yeah. that 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 there's there's something that we're we're learning that we're gaining and now for you being on the other side of that you can attest mm-hmm. to that that you it sounds like you experience gratitude you're in touch with yeah. your body and more integrated yeah yeah i think so i mean i was i was i was just thinking how judgmental i was i was you know i i my my life the way i thought i was um i i divided the world into winners and losers and people who were sick were losers in my and it was unconscious i i, I wouldn't have said it out loud something like that but unconsciously that's that was a belief system i had and now uh, I feel I, I can say with, with with certainty that that my heart is much more open. I'm less judgmental. I'm, I'm much more in contact with people, and which which is so much fun to have real connection, which was really strange things for me. I was never in connection with people except with my children and my wife and and, and some friends, but but even then, uh, so so yeah, it has enriched my life absolutely. I think what you have to share, as you already know, is so, so valuable. And you share it with warmth and wisdom. Lovely for, for people that are suffering and, and needing encouragement. And now the book is since October uh, on the market. And um, it's, yeah, it's, 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 which is exciting. And, and the reactions are great. So, uh, oh, that's great. Uh, but unfortunately, it's it's not translated into English yet. Uh, it's only in Dutch for the moment. If you would like to help get Dirk's book published in English, please consider sharing, liking, or commenting. If you have been touched by brain-related symptoms and would like to share your story or part of your story, please contact me through my website, CourtneySnyderMD.com. Except for conversations I have with professionals or public figures, I will not be using actual names. On my website, you're also welcome to subscribe. I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well as YouTube. I look forward to connecting with you in a future podcast or perhaps even a conversation on this podcast. Until then, take care.